We are deep in the jungle. On an expedition for a rare species. Oh, oh, what was that? Lion, tiger, doesn't matter, it was scary. Oh, boy. Oh, baboons! Baboons! This is episode oh, oh, 10 of Songreach. Thank God Tarzan came in on a hundred foot vine and swooped in and saved me from that cat monkey monstrosity. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't have time to look. But I tell you what I did see out of the peripherals of my eyes. The once told legend of old. The tale amongst all other folklore. There! Crawling in the deep dark green crevices of the forest floor. I saw it! The wildlife. <laughs> Although the members of the band live in completely separate parts of the US now, the wildlife are out of Indianapolis, Indiana, as they met at a high school camp and then later attended the same college together. Dedicated to bringing a new age of pop music, Jansen, the lead singer and songwriter, can't quite classify the music that they create. Is it alternative? Is it indie? No one knows, and he doesn't care, they don't care. But if you're a fan of the 1975, Laney, The Neighborhood, even 21 Pilots, then this band is for you. They released their debut EP titled New in March of 2016, it was featured on the website Noise Trade under their new and notable list, and also rose to the top page of the pop most downloaded list in just a few days. We'll come back to this breakthrough collection of songs towards the end of the show, but a lot has happened since then. Much like Slender Bodies, this band has a ton of music. They released a second EP entitled I-L-Y, presumably for I Love You, and that was in 2017. And a full-length album followed up the following year called I'm Not Worried Anymore. Then, are you ready? They unleashed six more singles over the last two years in 2019 and this current year, 2020. Amongst those, I'll be featuring two on today's episode. Oh, and did I mention that Jansen has a brother who also sings in the band? This is the first track by The Wildlife with his brother Carson singing on it. It's called Replace It, Forget It. Sat alone in the backseat thinking of a mystery letting me go while leaving through a magazine you see a solution I see another defeat I put down the phone and the rest is Can't get the time by
That's super cool. I love bands and artists that have two singers. It always makes it that much more interesting. It's not that I like one more than the other. It's just that I like that specific song for that voice, if that makes sense. What's kind of unfortunate for these guys is they have tried and tried again to go on tour, as you'll hear in the interview. But for some strange reason or another, they've had to cancel every single time. No. No. Whether it no. was because they had another opportunity come up or something canceled just randomly and they couldn't do it. And now with the pandemic, they had a tour with Betcha coming up here, which is kind of a coincidence. And now that's not happening. So these guys are desperately trying to get out to you for you guys to see them. If you go on their Instagram, you'll see a lot of awesome shows that they have played, including a sold out Troubadour in Los Angeles, which is uh, highly prestigious to be able to pull off. And these guys did it. So once these guys go on tour, you're not going to want to miss them because it's literally going to be their first time. They totally deserve it. And they're going to rock your freaking Face off. This middle track is the first song that I heard by them. I confronted Jansen in the interview because I heard something in this song that was very familiar to me. I grew up playing video games and I noticed this sound effect that just tickled the back of my brain and I was like, what could that be? It finally hit me. It's from the main screen of a PlayStation. I think it's PlayStation 4. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's like this uh, short swell that happens going from the verse to the pre-chorus or the chorus, something like that. And uh, he said that he had no idea they didn't sample a PlayStation for that sound effect. And he laughed about it afterward because then he knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, he then referred to other samples he used in other songs of theirs that Carson did, like a soda can opening and a text tone from an iMessage. Nonetheless, this is an awesome song. It's my favorite of theirs and Jansen's. This is called The Other Side. You guys know what I'm talking about with the sample? PlayStation, right? One thing I've noticed about these guys is that a lot of their songs are very different sounding. The two initial EPs, New and ILY, 
It sounds a lot like this style with Jansen singing and um, it being a little more low key and more na the neighborhood sounding. But then if you get to their album, I'm not worried anymore with Carson doing a lot more of his own songs and even a lot of the ones that Jansen still sings on. It sounds a lot different. They go a little heavier, maybe a little more um, live audio is introduced rather than a lot of um, production with sampling and synthesizers and keyboards and whatnot. So I thought that was interesting. It's always uh, keeping me on my toes. It'll most likely keep you on your toes. Um, a cool song that's off of that album, I'm Not Worried Anymore, is called Towel. That's uh, within their top five on Spotify. They released a music video for it that is completely shot in vertical 16 by 9 rather than horizontal. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, you'll see why as they introduce these layered elements of different footage or the same footage that's a close-up shot that's layered on top. And it's this cool sort of effect that, that has you move through this storyline of all these layers that are happening. Jansen said that he's pretty proud of that, that video and how it came out. The other songs, as I mentioned, with the six singles that they released in the last couple of years, they have the other side, which you just heard, A Boy on a Phone, Self Lovin', Replace It, Forget It, Nowhere Feels Like Home, and their most recent release is You Don't Love Me, uh, like you used to, in parentheses, for the, uh, the alternative title. All of those songs are great. And the top five on Spotify right now, which then I'll dive into the final track by The Wildlife today. Um, it goes, You Don't Love Me, uh, like you used to, Over Sentimental, which is an, also an awesome song that has uh, a little over 2 million hits. The Other Side, Towel, and this final song, which was on their Breakthrough EP. And this is what shot them to the top of the charts. This one's called Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Tuesday I think you 
Yo, dude. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. I love that gangster opening with the sip of the coffee like that. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> How's it going over there? You guys, is it still pretty uh, booming over there? You know, I think things are starting to try to open up and stuff, but um, I don't know. I think I think we're all in the phase of like, you know, we're not going to know how how bad it, I guess it still is until we like try. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where everybody's at. So I think a lot of people are trying to open and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been. I mean, I know my wife's still working from home. I'm still not working. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's still, you know, in the thick of it for right now, but still, in it, it seems mm-hmm. like better, you know? Mm-hmm. And you guys are all uh, in Indianapolis still? Well, uh, sort of. So we all met in, we all met in Indian college. So me and my wife live in Nashville and Carson, my brother lives down here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two guys live up there. So we, we all lived there for a little bit, um, but that's just where we all met. So that's kind of where we, where we're, you know, based out of, but we've never all lived in the same place because me and me and Carson are from Chicago and, um, the other two guys are from Indiana. So gotcha. So do all of you live in Nashville now? Is that what you said? Jack and Jeff still live in, in Indy. How is that like, uh, with you guys getting together to rehearse or rights or anything like that? Uh, it's not too bad. Me and Carson are like principal writers, so like most of the time, you know, we take the, we start the songs and take them to like a at least to where we kind of bring them to the studio, and then we all you know go to the studio and and finish them and stuff. Um, and they're I mean they're a part of the process in the way that they you know we'll FaceTime them in sometimes and. And I mean, they obviously have access and we show everything to them, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's never, it's never really been an issue. Um, cause most of the time when we see each other, I mean, really the bummer is that we don't get to hang out like yeah. just as friend time, but, um, we see enough of each other on the road and, um, in the studio. So it's not that big of a deal that, you know, we're not in the same place all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Were you guys touring a lot before this? So we had we had a, a tour scheduled, and we had to we had to cancel it because we got an opening slot on this nightly tour, and then that tour got canceled because nightly got an opening slot with Andy Grammer. So we had to cancel two tours, and then we eventually went on tour at the beginning of this year, like January February, and that was really really great. Um, and then we had another one scheduled for April, May. And so obviously that one fell apart. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a touring <laughs> bump. Yeah. The, the last, you know, year and a half, but we should have been on the road a lot, but we just haven't been, um, it's given us time to write more and I don't know, just like find like some of the other aspects of who we are that, um, I think if we were on the road, we wouldn't have necessarily discovered as quickly. Mm-hmm. So definitely a bummer though. We definitely want to be on the road more. So yeah, it's a good point. You guys get to kind of work other angles of being a band. We're working hard, and we're uh, we are just working today in the in the um, at, at Carson's house. We're just working on the next like, kind of collection of stuff. So nice. It's been good. 
I read in an interview, the advice that you would give to aspiring artists is just have really tight sounding recordings. Do you guys end up doing a lot of your own production or what's a um, typical scenario like for you guys to get your ideas down on paper? Yeah. um, So up until like this point, we've, uh, I mean, me and Carson will write songs like um, probably like more so separately, just like, you know, chord structure and lyrics and stuff. Um, and from there, like, we'll end up taking it to the studio, meeting all the guys, meeting with all the guys, and then we'll kind of take it from ground zero all the way to the top. Um, now that me and Carson are down here and Carson's a great producer and, um, we've, we've started to take some more of that like responsibility more consistently. So like, um, we're take like, we'll write it and then take it like, 50 ish percent and then we're going to go to the studio and and most of it will already be done but it's just kind of tightening everything up um and i think that's been really good to like like writing and creating like more extensively in a different spot because up until this point we've been in indie the entire time same studio same guy and he's really a part of the like he's really a part of the wildlife just not in the band and there's a few of those people. Um, so, I mean, he'll always be a part of everything. We've just always, you know, met up with him at the very beginning and then worked all the way up. And I think what we're doing now kind of allows us to be a little bit more what we want to be as a band. But that's been definitely like a huge, I think, benefit for us was having somebody who could help us sound like great right from the top. Um, even if the songs weren't necessarily like representative of where we wanted to end up or, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. I think having them sound great, like at least, you know, built us a platform that we could, you know, start to like grow a fan base and grow, um, a team and start to like be able to really have the, have eyes on us when we're starting to put out stuff that like we feel like is really us, um, which is where I think we're, we're kind of at right now and kind of growing into so it's been good it's been good for it to be like that and i and i definitely agree like and and to some degree i would say this if you have a great song like the recording really shouldn't like matter um at the end of the day but a great recording can make a really bad song sound listenable mm-hmm. uh, which, which i hope that people don't take that as like a you can write a bad song and make it sound good, but you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I think production value and, and stuff like that is really important. And I think that it can help advance your career, um, a lot quicker. I think that's what a lot of like young artists like get scared off by is like, I don't have the, the resources or the money to be able to, um, like invest in my production, which I totally get, (laughs) Mm. but, if you do do those things, then I think that it pays off. Carson is just a freaking dude. He's just an animal. Uh, he didn't go to go to college at all. Um, I'm 24, and he I just turned 24, and he just turned 20. So like we're like four years apart, and he's just he's just gotten here for it, um, and he's been doing it since he was like 17. Mm-hmm. So like when we put out. Like uh, on I'm Not Worried Anymore, that record, Lacey and Notch are the two songs that he um, sings on, and he wrote both of those. 
Um, and those, that was like the first time that we introduced like him as like a vocalist in a song. And he like pretty much produced all, all of that up until we kind of decided, okay, like let's have you do these songs and sing them and stuff. And then we kind of brought it in and kind of worked it to make it feel a little bit more like the rest of the record. Um, at least a little bit more cohesive, but he's been, you know, he's just naturally gifted at it. That's really it. He's just a wizard. Yeah. Which, which uh, leads me to my next question. Do you guys have any weird band rituals of any kind? Like whether it's before you guys get on stage or something weird that happens that's like signature to you guys? <laughs> mm, not really. I mean, I would, I mean, you know, we get in the circle before the show and, you know, pray and get ready, get on, get on the stage. But other than that, there's not really anything crazy that we do. I would, I would say that there's, there's more, I would say there's more so like traditions, like when we're on the road that we end up finding ourselves doing more often, like just visiting the same places and and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Whenever we're in Arizona, we try to stay at the same place because Jeff has a family friend out there and we like to try to climb different mountains when we're, when we're in Arizona and stuff. So just kind of weird things like that. That's cool. Uh, nothing like I, nothing that I would say is super like, consistent before like we we take the stage or we record anything but yeah you'll grow into maybe something that you guys uh will make a tradition don't have to cancel anything yeah it's so weird how that's happened to you guys man i know it's a bummer somebody we so we had to like officially um we had to like officially cancel the tour so that like venues and ticket websites could start like giving refunds and stuff and somebody tweeted at us when we announced it and just was like, this is the third time in a row this has happened for me. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I, uh, or she said, I'm starting to take it personal. I was like, trust me, we are too, man. <laughs> yeah, it's affecting all of us. I want the wildlife on the road, man. So. But it'll happen. <laughs> Did you guys have any hardcore plans for 2020 that you were really looking forward to that maybe you can still do come the end of the year if it like pans over? Yeah, I mean, I think that this year was going to be like fairly busy because so, we would have, we did that nightly tour. We would have come off, had six weeks, and then the road again for like another five. Then we would hit the road, come back, kind of wrap things up on that, and get to the studio and finish recording everything and get get the product done. And then we were going to try to hit the road again in the fall, um, try to get like a, a larger tour with a like a good opening slot and then have the record come out either late this year or early next year, the EP. Um, Cause last year, like a few of us got married. And so this year we were going to try to really go hard, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of an uh, interesting set of circumstances. So at least, at least right now we're not doing just an eight song EP. So like we're going to, we're doing a lot more songs because we have the time and we're writing some stuff that we really like. In July, we're going to like record the first, um, well, I guess I'll just say this. So, like, Hopefully, the plan would be next year, like spring 2021, we would do like part one of the album, and then the fall would be part two. So we're going to record part one in July. Um, and yeah, so that's really the plan there. And then we're kind of getting, there's kind of like a, a cool idea that we've had for a while that we really wanted to implement with the album, which I'll kind of 
I'm going to keep that on the DL for now, but Mm -hmm. just because we're kind of far out from it happening. But at this point, like that's kind of what we're working on is like, it's mostly how it's going to get released that we're like, kind of like interested in trying to figure out like a cool way to do that. So that's kind of right now. Cool. That sounds great, man. Yeah. I checked out your um, video for towel. I know it, came out a little while ago now, but it was cool having like the different frames within frames of the same image. And then you started layering on top. Yeah. I'm actually really proud of that video. I think that's one. And I don't really, I'm not like too keen on music videos because I feel like, I don't know. There's just so many at this point that they all end up being really similar or like not that interesting. But my wife actually showed me like a cool video that, kind of did that thing and that was kind of what it was inspired by and so it turned out really nicely i really like it yeah so me too dude it was cool because that one pr- pr- premiered on billboard too so it kind of got the love that it that we wow. felt like congrats yeah that's rad i didn't know that if you could collaborate with any artist dead or alive who would it be you know i think all four of us have very different answers um i would say John Mayer would probably be probably be my number one. Um, as far as like, I don't want to use the word realistic, but as far as like somebody who I think like we could make a product and like would be a cool, like collaborative wildlife, like thing to do. I'd love to freaking work with journey. Cause that would just be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always loved journey. Um, but yeah, I would say John Mayer. The 1975 would be cool. Um, oh, John Bellion. I would definitely love to work with John Bellion just because I think he's just so creative and interesting. And I yeah. read in, uh, I think, that same interview um, that some of your other band members have way different influences and they even came from different bra- backgrounds of playing music like hardcore and screamo and stuff like that. Um, and then here's you with John Mayer and Journey. <laughs> it's cool. Like that's that's how even new sound is created is you guys coming together and, and pulling yeah. from all of that. Yeah. And I think it's actually really helped us too. like it, maybe not as like um, it's maybe it's not as a, as a parent as maybe we. I, I don't even know if it's that apparent to us, but it's like me and Carson grew up on similar music, but he's like very like into more like hip hop like style stuff right now. Um, and that's kind of like what he's great at producing. Um, yeah, Jack was in a screamo band, like always doing hardcore music. Um, Jeff was kind of in that, like 21 pilots kind of like more like alternative pop music. And I've really always been into like singer songwriter stuff. And that's kind of what I've, or what I started out wanting to do. So I think the combination of all those things, like actually strangely has created a product that I can see like where all of those influences come together um, when I really think about it, which is cool Mm -hmm. because I don't think a lot of people like a lot of bands, I feel like grow up all listening to the same stuff and then, you know, they have a product that's similar to what they grew up with, which is fine. But I like, I like the idea that we, might be creating something that's like unique in its own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys have any inspirations outside of music inspirations, like say uh, physical spaces or what's like a, 
if you could choose any type of environment to write in to like for you guys to feel comfortable and let the juices flow, where would that be? Hmm. Honestly, probably my parents' house. Cause I feel like that's just where, like I started and I feel like that's where I've written a lot of like songs that have eventually become wildlife songs. Um, I feel more comfortable writing on a piano and I don't have one. (laughs) There's one at my house. So I feel like that like helps me a little bit, um, like write better stuff or just like feel more confident or want to like sit down and do stuff. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't say there's like one spot that really feels like inspires me, at least for me. One thing I recognize that is that like, writing for me is a lot more therapeutic. So like thought, like the things that like make me want to write or is anything like that's like a thought provoking idea or like a, like inward reflection. So like working on a song called well-dressed mannequin, that's like the concept is basically my identity is in like the way that I dress. It's like, I'm not really a real person. I'm just like a mannequin wearing what I'm wearing. So like, and I feel like that's something that's progressed over time. And I feel like, I like that because I just remember a time where like, you know, all my songs were somebody's going to love you and like stuff like that. <laughs> I'm glad that I've gotten to a place like as a writer and Carson has gotten to a place as a writer where I think we're writing stuff that feels a little bit more inspired about like real life and not like what happened when we were like 18. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stuff that's skimming the surface anymore, trying to get deeper. And I like that we've kind of, at least created a lane of like, I feel like we can do that and still be like rock called stupid indie boy band thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. We don't have to be like, like super pretentious. Like we can still have fun and make fun music while still like saying something that's like meaningful, which I don't feel like a lot of people have like have done. And I think that that's like a good thing. I think John Bellion does it. I think 1975 do it. And I think, um, John Mayer does that, and obviously, I wouldn't I wouldn't categorize John Mayer as like a pop artist, but I think as far as like being in the public eye and something that's like accessible, like that's kind of what we want to be. You know, mm-hmm. we want to talk about important stuff or real things that we're feeling. You know, right? You guys are in a ton of online publications, by the way. Like you've done a ton of. Uh... Like there's, yeah. there's website after website or blog posts after blog posts on you guys. So I enjoyed like just sifting through all of it and just kind of picking up pieces. Yeah. It's a great way it's to cool. just tap into new audiences too. Like even just this podcast, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been on other podcasts before, but um, yeah, I've been doing this to help artists try and reach another platform that may is aside from Spotify and um, you know, Apple music and stuff. Yeah. My last question, dude, I know it's probably pretty late over there. I don't mean to take up too much of your time. Um, it's just a fun question. What did you want to be before you were a musician? Was was there something else that you wanted to, to pursue and go down that path? You know, I, would, I wouldn't say that there was ever like one thing. Like I think for me, I've always been like kind of a hobbyist. So like I'll like get really hooked on something and like be really interested in it for a while. And then I just, you know, move on to the next thing. Um, but I, I grew up playing sports and stuff like that. I played some soccer in high school. And so I think there was like a brief period where I'd love to like 
try to be a professional athlete, but I am not made for that life. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's like other things growing up, though. Like, oh, I wanted to be a firefighter or something, you know, just something cliche. Oh, is that like when I feel like that's the association with that question is when you ask that, I don't think I ever wanted to be a cop, a firefighter or anything like that. <laughs> An but astronaut. The thing I can think of is like firefighters, police officers, astronauts. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably say growing up, I wanted to be more of an athlete than a musician, but like my dad's always you know, been a musician and, um, and so it was like my grandparents and stuff like that. So I think that it was always a race between those two things. Um, but like, I guess one thing, if I could, one question that we do get sometimes is what could we like go back if we had to choose a different career like path. And like, I think at, at 24, um, like I've, watching like grays and stuff like that i kind of want to go back in time and do like kinesiology or something like that oh. something like that's tangible um but yeah who knows yeah yeah i mean you're you're living the life of of many people's dreams so it, it's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah i mean and it's and sometimes it's you know it's good to hear because it's like i think it's easy to lose perspective for all of us there's like this is not like it's not easy but it's definitely a thing that like a lot of people wish they could do and it really sucks having to cancel like three tours and it really sucks to you know you know want to be bigger than you are like make money or things like that and i think that um that's one thing that we always like try to keep in perspective is you know there are there are people that would kill where we're at but it's like we're not we know the people that like we're friends with that like wish they could be in our position and stuff like that. And we just try to keep that perspective and always work hard and you know, if it's meant to be, it'll meant to, it's meant to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you guys yeah. are doing great, man. You're on the great path right now. So you might not have been able to do a, a full tour quite yet, but you guys have tons of music online. Yeah, yeah. And we're releasing a song next week too. So. Wow, nice. Yeah, we're going to announce it on Monday, but it's called New Age Medication. So it, uh, it'll it be out next Friday. So we're pretty excited about that. Congrats. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, do, are there any specific songs that you want me to feature? Usually I pick three songs per artist. When is this going to air? This is going to be on Monday, so Monday next week. Okay. Do, like, Waterfalls, because I would say that's most popular. And I would do Other Side. And then... Um, maybe replace it. I do those. Okay, those three. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I love other side, yeah. man. That's actually, I think, one of the first songs I heard from you guys. I think that might be my favorite one that we have out right now. Actually, I have a question for you. Those, um, yeah, yeah. those sound effects that you have in there—is that from a PlayStation? Which ones? Like it's, the... it, it's like into. I think it's going into the chorus, out of the verse, or something. It's like the the swell kind of like. Um... No. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about, but I, but no. it would be cooler if it was. It, it, that's what it reminded me of, because uh, it's either PlayStation or Xbox. I can't remember what the sound effect is, but it's like when you turn it on and it like. Yeah, now that you say that, I feel like I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I mean, we've experimented with some cool stuff. Like, one, 
the just because you you made me think of this like in in Lacey, I don't know I don't know how I know we have a lot of music out, so I don't expect you to know every part of every song, but in the song that uh, that Carson wrote called Lacey, it's on I'm Not Worried Anymore, and he like actually sampled like him opening a pop can, and it's like perfect, and I don't really know how he did it because it sounds <laughs> it sounds like. And obviously, for somebody to sample it, had to actually do it, but it sounds like a professional sample. I don't even. He just, <laughs> but it's 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 funny when like you recognize stuff like that. Yeah, I have to go there back some, and, and listen to it. Is it just like a percussive style sample that you guys use? Yeah, I mean, like it literally sounds like a like opening a pop can, but like in rhythm. Like that's what it sounds like. Coca Cola commercial. <laughs> We've, we've kind of messed around with different stuff like that. Nice. But. Yeah, that's it, dude. Um, thanks a lot for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to, we're always willing to, or we, we always want to hop on and, and kind of talk to new people and nice. get the word out. So awesome. Well, right, cool. brother, Thank yeah, you, say, say hi to the rest of the guys. I will for sure. All right, man. See you, man. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Peace. <laughs> If you guys enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow me wherever you get your podcasts. For some reason, I am French now. I went from Indian to French. So subscribe wherever you can get your podcasts and uh, leave me a review. And be sure to catch The Wildlife on tour. Coming to a town near you this year, hopefully, hopefully, yes? Okay. Till next time! All songs featured in today's episode belong to the independent artist and copyright holders, The Wildlife, and they have graciously given me written permission to be played in the show. Oh, and did I mention that Jansen has a brother who's also in the band? <laughs>